tell you what annoys me? It's quite cold tonight. So I had to guess up, E for enough. This might be something for guests me to think about, but what annoys me is when you go to fill up with guests, it's a freezing cold night, which it is tonight, it's probably about four degrees, and you strike a very slow Bowser. Like I put the nozzle in the car, and then I went tidying up the car and listened to a song, because it was a good song on a hodaki, and listened to that, and then I went inside to keep warm, then I thought it must be done, and I came back outside, and there was $33 in the tank. Well, that's it. I'll guess up at home, enough to get me home. But, well, why would Bowser's be so slow? Is it like dated old kit? Or is it the bottom of the barrel? Or what's going on there if you're a Bowser attendant? Let me know about that. But talking about things that annoy me, and I'm pretty well chilled out these days most of the time, but a slow Bowser. I mean, Formula One, it's four seconds. I reckon as long as I've been driving, must be 10 years now, maybe even 20 years, the Bowsers have got no quicker. I reckon it's four or five minutes. And I don't pack a big tank. You might have a comment about this because it'd be good, but boy, oh boy, just dribbled out. Good evening, Rick Marcus. Hello. G'day, Marcus. Um, oh, just on the Bowsers, I have a little problem that ticks me off. Um, it's the clickety-clicker thing. What is that called? Because when, when, when did that become a thing and what is it called? <laughs> I think it's just called the clickety clicker. But um, can we just talk, Rick? Can we just talk about that for a while? Because I always <laughs> thought that was some secret thing when you when people filled up your gas that they used to be more relaxed at the Bowser, and then I yeah. felt that we were because it's they don't make a song and dance. You, you've got to kind of discover it yourself, don't you? Yeah. Well, no. I guess there's no one ever really unless. You know, you've got somebody in your family or whatever. No one ever really teaches you how to fill up. No, it's like teaching Um, you to shave. You yeah. But but that that'll that's going to take us down a whole track of how. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to go down there. Do you know what? Do you know what it's called? (laughs) No, I've got no idea. But what what I really want to know is if it doesn't work and you have to stand there holding holding it down, if you get to the top. And you haven't, you know, because I'm, exactly. I'm filling up. Because you're in your own zone, get, yeah. If you get to the top, is it going to splurt up in your face? And and I don't know that. So sometimes I'm getting to, you know, $80 or something like that and then going, oh, sh- shoot. Shivers. I'm gonna and how to does it know to stop? Up. How does it know to stop? How does a guess Bowser know that – how does it know to shut off? Yeah, so – Someone will know. I want to know if, if I'm going to get. Boy, and I tell you what, it's one of it's one of those topics. If someone knows a bit like to times table, they will be in there, uh, like no tomorrow, telling us what happens and how it works. I reckon it's going to be a learning curve. You might have to sit down and um, get ready for a long evening. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Okay, we'll find out for you, Rick. Yeah, what is that thing called? And why is it so kind of covert on the handle? It's just kind of. It's not a different colour or anything. Often you don't even know it's there. I presume most people use it. Jason, hello. Hello. Hey, Marcus. Hi, Jason. Uh, first question. Washers didn't come out on a lot of cars. They were an option 
believe it or not, until the early 1970s. Wow. So um, before that, you sort of had to wash your windscreen. Wonder what why that technology was sl- so slow to come. It seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Yeah, they're just too expensive to build the little pumps because the first stage of it, they just had a little button on the dash that you just pushed it and it was squirter gun style. They didn't even have a motor, the first ones. You'd actually have to punch, you'd actually, like a you'd, bike pump. No, you had to push a button in and out that worked a little um, like a like a water pistol pump, basically. Oh, they should bring those back. That sounds quite good. Nah, pain in the butt, too slow, not enough water. <laughs> <laughs> um, on on the matter of filling up tanks, really the smallest tanks to fill up are like your lawnmower petrol tanks because no matter how careful you are squeezing that button, for some reason it always seems to get you and splash back up all over the can. And Yeah. I think that's why you need the you need to do it. On, it's no good doing it on ground level, is it? That's a disaster. Well, you need to you need to have it on the back of the ute. Nah, because then you spill petrol all over your paintwork. Oh, I hadn't I thought it, about I that. Do okay, I do it on the ground. And then do you kneel? And then do you kneel? Uh, no, I can usually stand and do it. Stoop over it. Not but very manly. I, if it, if it I lie. Over, I lie down. Yeah, well, that's an option, obviously, if you're tired and stuff. I could understand that. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, you just put the cap back on and make sure you wash it off with water out of one of the, the um, watering cans, you know, and then it doesn't all get in your car. The other thing is, like, motorcycles are another one, notoriously tricky to fill up without getting splashed back all over the paintwork. Um, once again, what you really have to do is put the cap on get the old watering can and just tip some water over it to dilute the petrol so it doesn't mess up your paint. Um, And as far as filling cars go, what I find the best is, just as it's going through that last slow part at the end, just as it's ending, you get the hose because it's always hanging down below the level of the pump. So you lift that up above oh, the level I hadn't of the pump. Thought of, I hadn't thought of that. And then you get a, you hope you get those few extra drops. Now, I could be wrong because I have been told the pump shots off at the top and nothing comes out, but I like to believe it does. I'd never thought of that. You get, there must be half a pint in there. About a litre, maybe two even, because most fuel pumps now you can't, they won't deliver it unless it's at least two litres. So that can be what's in that hose. I wonder so if you could go to a gas station and get all the other people's pipe bits that are left. Well, not very practical, Marcus, really. Well, it wouldn't, but if you're getting five litres, ten, lit, ten bowsers, ten litres of gas for free, it pro- you probably do the school yeah. run on that. Yeah, except the people are going to tell you you're a tight prick and go Who cares? Wear a mask, Jason. Well, they won't give it to you because I just know people. Well, you can't wear a mask. I shouldn't tell people to wear masks at no, gas stations, really, should not I? really. But that is a way I've always sort of just getting that extra 50 cents worth of gas for nothing. And the um, bend, it's all in the U-bend. Yeah, because it hangs well down below. And, I mean, I can hear petrol going in the tank when I do that, so something's going in there. And it just seems such a waste to hang it back up and leave that petrol in that pipe, you know, when it can be in your tank. Speaking of the U-bend, I met a guy, I won't say where, Jason, decided to give up drinking, yeah. tipped, out all the, tipped out all the booze. 
swore him, swore himself off booze. Within half an hour, had undone the had undone the U bend beneath the sink, and drunk that. Yeah, bad alcoholic, obviously. <laughs> pretty. That's pretty. That's a pretty good story, isn't it? I mean, you know, drinking the U bend. Uh, yeah, well, never think of that. Glenn, good evening. Good evening. Heard your um topic this evening. Thought I'd ring in. I've worked in the industry, so. Um, can answer some questions around fuel pumps or fuel di- dispensers. Um, your question around the nozzle, there's no electronics in it. It's just simply a mechanical valve, which is activated yes. by the trigger. Yes. Um, the, the fuel is constantly in the pipe between the nozzle and the body of the of the dispenser. Inside the dispenser is a pump and a meter. So mechanically, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you pull the trigger, there's a pressure differential if the pump is on and fuel flows out. If the pump isn't on, you pull the trigger, there's no pressure differential and no fuel will flow. So uh, the only drips you'll get out of the nozzle when you've finished is between the valve and the end of the nozzle, which is just that short piece of aluminium that you stick into your car. So Occasionally they'll drip, but you're not getting anything extra out. When you see people lifting up hoses and shaking them around and pushing and pulling um, the trigger, you're not going to get anything when the pump's so pe- off. So people no do that? In the line. People do that. Okay, can you, just explain, to, can, can, can you just explain to me again, Glenn, because it's been a long day. Yeah, no problem. Is so there, the, there's, the not, nozzle, there's no, there's the, the, no the the fuel? There's, yeah, I understand what you say about the nozzle, but why yeah. is there no fuel in the pipe? There is fuel in the pipe constantly between the nozzle and the pump. But it, but it, it can't, can't come, come out because the pump shuts off. So it just can't, sits got in why so we started? The pressure won't let it come out. There's no yep. pressure differential. Understand. If you were Understand to cut it. the hose, it would come out. Yeah, but you would only get what was in the hose. So, for for example, there's there's a pull away valve at the top of the hose in case someone leaves the nozzle in their car and drives off, so that it doesn't damage the pump. It will pop out. Now it takes quite a bit of force to do it. But if someone does that, and if you see footage of that happening, because occasionally people forget I've the nozzles it. in yeah. their car and drive off then the fuel in the hose will come out, you know, and it's a nominal amount. It might be 500 mil or whatever, but you would have to literally rip it from the pump in order to get it out. The reason we so started... Yeah, there's the no dis- electronics in the nozzle, okay. purely mechanical. The reason, the, reason we, the reason we started this discussion tonight is because some fuel pumps seem to be very, very slow. Do they vary in speed? Yeah. You can alter the speed, and there's a reason ah. that there's a there's a specific reason why they have the flow rate set. One of your callers mentioned ECL; they're a service provider. They monitor and test the flow rate. Diesel is typically faster because you're filling larger commercial vehicles, and they don't have a gooseneck. A car has an anti-siphon gooseneck arrangement between the tank and where you fill it to avoid people sticking hoses down it and sucking out the petrol. So if you crank up the flow rate of the pump, you'll keep getting the back pressure tripping the valve and it'll just click out every time yes, and you'll customers who are irritated. So you aim for an optimal flow rate where it's quick enough to fill the car without irritating people, but not so quick that it keeps tripping out the, the back pressure valve okay. in, the, in the nozzle. Yeah, Diesel is much faster. And diesel on the commercial uh, sites will have much larger pipe work, so it can flow a lot quicker. Okay. Could there be a situation... Cars fill about 30 to 40 litres a minute, and on the commercial diesel truck stops, you get about 160, so it's four times the flow. 
So if a, if a fuel bowser was unmaintained or the filters weren't fixed or something like that, it could be a particularly slow one? Yeah, it slows them down. The pump has electronics in it, which uh, can uh, determine the back pressure and flow rate. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, if they're, Ill, if they're poorly maintained, the flow rate um, declines. Because that, that, <laughs> so, that's, that's exactly know. what I suspect happened with the gas station I went to tonight. Okay. And often, you know, maintenance is often low on the list, depending on, um, you know, we we don't have a huge array of companies here, but some of them are, um, you know, less uh, OPEX expenditure than others, so they don't spend a lot of money on maintenance, they put it elsewhere, um, or they're just, you know, barely making a profit, so maintenance goes to the bottom of the pile. And, um, yeah, as a result, you know, everything, especially mechanical things, have a, a, a design life and a, a finite life and things wear out. So, yeah, pumps have a, a series of complicated electronics to ensure that they're safe and to ensure that, you know, they make adjustments when filters are uh, clogged up, etc. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a cold night, does the fuel flow slower? Uh, atmospheric conditions don't. Uh, the short answer is no. Uh, all, it would, all it would affect is the rate at which vapour or, or the fuel vaporises. So that shouldn't affect dispensing of fuel because there's no air. There's no air all the way from the nozzle, all the way through the pump, all the way into the underground tank. If there were air bubbles, there'd be a serious problem with the system. It would cavitate. So the whole thing is get pressurised, basically. The only way that would happen is if you emptied, and I guess it would happen on occasion, but the pump would turn off. If you emptied the underground tank, um, Obviously, service stations don't tend to do that. They have tanker trucks come and fill it up when there's still a few thousand litres in the ground. Um, they don't tend to run the dry. Well, they can't because the pickup doesn't go to the bottom of the tank anyway, just like in your car. Even okay. when your car runs out of gas, you've still got... Well, so if, car, you so if, you've got a, if, if you've got a gas station with slow pumps, it's more likely that they're not maintaining. Yeah, my experience in the industry would be that. The pumps, even the older pumps, would still be capable of... Um, the same flow rates. Well, in fact, the pumps are capable of more. Typically, the, the manufacturer could crank them right up uh, and double the flow, but as I said, the gooseneck would just keep tripping out the, uh, the valve. Okay. So that's why they don't do it. Interestingly enough as well, uh, one of our other callers mentioned uh, Australia. There's uh, a uniqueness about our market. Um, I don't think there's many other markets in the world which have that um, uh, lever stop on the on the nozzle, so wow. you're dealing with a volatile substance and you're, you're not only transporting and storing a volatile, dangerous substance, certainly in, in the case of petrol, but you're allowing the public to use it. So, you know, there's a lot of safeguards required there. There's a lot of regulation around how it's dispensed, etc., emergency procedures and what have we. But New Zealand has, as you know, as most of us know, we go and we fill up our car and we put the throttle, uh, the the lever stop on there and we can walk away and wash our windscreen or whatever. So we're basically leaving it unattended. We're one of the very few countries in the world where that nozzle setup is uh, legally allowed. Australia, I don't think allowed, depending on the state, you have wow. to stand there and hold the nozzle. Now, the reason for that is you maintain control of the flow. But in this country, yeah, we're allowed to. Do you know why we're so out. trusted, Glenn? Uh, I don't know how that got... Um, through any regulatory hurdles. It's been around for as long as I can remember. But, um, yeah, it is a specific nozzle difference. All of the nozzles tend to come out of Europe, and they're an international standard. But um, 
you know, the ones for this market have that stop and uh, that that, uh, that lock mechanism for the trigger. But um, many other markets here yeah, don't have it, don't buy it, can't have access to it. Glenn, you've been fantastic and what a communicator. Boy, extraordinary call. Uh, we're just getting ready to go to the news too, guys. So um, I think that's pretty much all the questions answered. Done and dusted. Wow. Start with a question. Two hours later, we get what what, what have to be the most fulsome and complete uh, answer I've heard in a long, long time. Just extraordinary. What a masterclass. The gooseneck, the siphon, the bowser, the handle, the no electronics. Wow. Cheapest. Boy, are we blessed.